I'm sure you probably realized that there wasn't a show yesterday, and that's because there really wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is you decided to make Big Sky Sports talk a part of your day. My family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market, and that's Phoenix, Arizona. We do things a little bit differently. We do from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We also cover ASU football, ASU basketball, USL championship soccer, the Phoenix Rising, and the WNBA with the Phoenix Mercury all available to you Tuesday through Saturday. That's my old intro, Monday through Friday. My goodness. I'm so used to that old intro and... Well, sometimes it, uh, you know, old habits die hard, I guess. Um, but yeah, not not a lot uh, to talk about yesterday. No Diamondbacks game. There was no major n- news that I felt needed to be shared or anything like that. Uh, so didn't have a show yesterday. Um, but uh, that's all right. Uh, it was it was a good day. Uh, off for me just like the Diamondbacks a good day off and so um yeah that that's that's kind of what happened um other than that um nothing nothing new going on over here um I thought I had a story um oh he, well Mm. Hey, well, I guess I'll, I can share this one. It, um, so there's, uh, I got an Uber yesterday. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and um, there's there's a couple of construction areas like most cities and states um, that. Uh, is near this guy's house that I was I was picking up and and um I think think partially because of the instruction or or what but I go down this uh, dead end road and I I uh, figured that the house would be at the end of the dead end according to what I was looking at it was not so the uh, rider called me and said, "Hey, you're you're at the dead end. I'm at such and such apartment. Did not hear his apartment, but I just, you know, basically went out the neighborhood, up a couple streets, and then came back around and 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 got him. But he's like, "Hey, can you know um, get here as quickly as you can? I'm already late for work." And I didn't say anything to him, but when he, you know, you know how like when someone says something and kind of aggravates you. And as soon as they get off the phone, you make a comment about it. That's kind of what I did. And I said, I'm like, dude, I'm going to go as quick as I can, but it's not going to be my fault that you're late. It's your fault that you, you know, called me late. <laughs> like I, I wasn't, it, I didn't take forever getting there. I made one wrong turn that only cost me one minute. Like you were already late when you filled out the Uber. Um. You know, and I wasn't rude, and he wasn't rude. Actually, when he got in the car, you know, he he uh, I I think he he apologized. I I don't remember if he did. I'm pretty sure he did, but we're just kind of in a conversation. And he said, "Ah, I might be done with Uber. It's not your fault, but uh, I spent a lot of money and and on Uber, and they always go to the wrong area. 
And I said, I think it has a lot of portion part to do with this this construction. And he said, you think? And I said, I mean, and I don't know how long he's been calling Uber for uh, to take him to work or whatever it might be, but the construction goes right by his apartment complex, and the road that's that gets to his apartment complex quicker is completely blocked off. Like when when I left his apartment complex, I said, "Yeah, that you got the construction right there," and I would have came right through this, and um, and then you know it would have been obvious that your the the entrance to your apartment complex is off to the left right here. And um, he said, "I'm thinking about switching to Lyft," and I, I you know, uh, we conversed, and and I just. I don't know. Things like that don't really happen. I usually, for me, I'm you know I don't have a hard time getting finding anybody or anything like that. Um, just every now and then, especially something that that's you know pretty normal for, um, you know, pretty normal pickup. Excuse me. Um, and uh, so you know I. I told him, I said, you can schedule rides. Of course, that is a little bit more expensive, but it can guarantee you that you, you would get someone, like, especially if you schedule it and someone picks it up and you they, you know, it's it's an everyday schedule. You know, the drivers that pick it up will realize, okay, this is the same guy and it'll be faster for you, but it's going to be, more expensive when you reserve rides um at least with uber it is i don't know what it is with lyft i've only just today well not today um because i didn't go till midnight i went uh, till 10 yesterday so i uh, just yesterday did did uh lyft finally got approved for that and i don't think uh, i don't know i I feel like depending on the area, Lyft is bigger, but um, I know about Lyft and and whatnot. I just I so far still like Uber better. Me personally, um, I think, like I said, I, I really I feel like it it's where you are. Like I feel like Uber is way more well known in 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 my opinion, um. And, uh, clearly so far tonight, it definitely is. I got way more from Uber than I did from Lyft. Um, so there, there's that, but he said, I might start using Lyft, so I might get him again, but if I do, then I'll, I'll definitely know where to, where to go. I had something else I was going to share, but I can't remember what it was. I think it had something to do with work work uh, and not Uber work. Um, but, uh, Yeah. Uh, so not not a lot going on yesterday was a, a pretty um or not yesterday the day before yesterday when the the day off uh from the show was pretty chill and then um yesterday Dumbbacks played and uh and won and then so we'll be talking about that uh and also Bill Armstrong spoke to the media cuz today uh, is the NHL draft and the the um, Coyotes have the sixth pick? So we'll talk about uh, where the Coyotes sit um, from um, Bill Armstrong's uh, perspective 
And so that that's all we have. Um, so we'll uh, get into all of that um, up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Have some uh, Diamondbacks news before we get into the game. Um, this was uh, uh, before a couple hours before the game, but uh, Diamondbacks have recalled right-hand pitchers uh, Kevin Ginkle and uh, Justin Martinez uh, from Reno and placed, uh, unfortunately, uh, Merrill Kelly on the 15-day injury list um, with a right calf inflammation. Um, retroactive June 25th. Um, and optioned um, left-hander Joe Mantiply, which is shocking. It was the all the only all-star for the Diamondbacks last season to Reno. Um, so uh, welcome back, Kevin Ginkle um, and, and uh, Justin uh, Martinez. I believe... Um, Martinez, uh, will make his, uh, major league debut, um, I, uh, should be this week. I'm, I'm not sure, exactly sure, um, what, when that will happen. I'll, I'll try to get it before the end of this, this beautiful part of the program, but, um, he's, uh, 18th ranked, uh, prospect, um, so, uh, big deal, um, might be taking over, um, uh, Merrill Kelly's spot and I'm sure they'll, they'll do some more, um, rotation, uh, as far as pitching goes, um, moving that around, uh, as well. Um, let's see what else we got. Uh, other than that, uh, Diamondbacks won. Uh, they started a series against the best team in baseball, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, it's a three-game set uh, at uh, Chase Field, and um, Diamondbacks won eight to four. Excuse me, and uh, they got it going um early as well so it was it was a solid um six innings uh pitch for zach gallon uh gave up five hits um and all four uh earned uh runs that tampa bay scored uh get credited to zach gallon so still haven't seen some really 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 solid stuff from zach gallon you know some good starts some great um uh, solid starts but not nothing really you know spectacular like like last year but uh, he went six innings, did his job, um, and uh, gave up six hits, four runs, walked two, and struck out four. Uh, now has a 3.02 ERA. Castro pitched an inning, um, and zeros across the board, all ground balls and pop-ups, and uh, 3.45 ERA. Kevin Ginkle, who just got called back up, pitched an inning, um, struck out one, so much better than last time he's – uh, he pitched in relief, uh, 2.67 ERA. Uh, I mean, he got brought up because of Merrill Kelly. Um, but who knows? In in those couple of days that he was down, uh, worked on some things. We'll see what happens. And then Ruiz also pitched an inning, only gave up one hit. 
um, and a 5.55 ERA. So uh, the bullpen was was uh, really solid. Zach Gallen, not great, but not not bad either with his four runs. Uh, we started off um, in the first with, well, a Corbin Carroll three-run blast. Two pitch, and a fly ball hit to center. He hit it well. Back of the warning track, back of the wall, and it is gone. A home run for Corbin Carroll, a three-run shot, three nothing Diamondbacks. Striking quickly here on the first. That's how you get it done. Um, get a couple guys on base, and Corbett Carroll just absolutely dominating and um, hitting really well. Um, three, uh, three to nothing already. Also, in the first, you have a Christian Walker home run. Do we have that one? I believe we do. Yes, we do. Um, here we go. Let me get it. Um, so back to back, pretty much back to back homers. Um, one for three and, and, uh, and a solo shot by Christian Walker. Like a change up over the heart of the plate and down. Christian had to extend his swing a little bit that time to keep the bat in the strike zone and just does get enough. We've seen him on a lot of replays. He actually looks. So it's four to nothing Diamondbacks already, you know, matching what the Rays will end up getting. Um, and then when they tack on four more for the win, but uh, that's, you know, it's uh, four nothing. And then in the uh, continue on in the first, Moreno hit a sacrifice fly to left. And uh, allows um, Evan Longoria to score. It's five nothing after one. Um, you know, and Zach Gallen, uh, his confidence is is real high. He knows, uh, you know, what he needs to do. He's already got some runs in his back pocket, um, and uh, you wish that it would help out a little bit more. But still, and you know, I think it could have been a lot worse. Um, and then in the second race, start getting going. Um, and Arizona, I'm not sure. Um, scored on a uh, Zach Gallon wild pitch. Um, so a couple of guys on base uh, apparently got to Zach Gallon where he throws a wild pitch, but it's a one five in the second. Um, Perderis scored on another wild pitch. Um, and it's 2-5. That's really uncharacteristic. And then um, uh, Ballancourt grounded uh, to short and Riley scored. It's 3-5. And then last, uh, Lee, um, the fourth run, all runs in the second uh Siri homered to left uh center and it's four five. Um and then in the third we go 
We have this from Evan Longoria, a solo shot. Um, and uh, gives the Diamondbacks a much bigger lead. Instead of uh, four runs, they just puts them up by five runs. It pitches now that he knows he can do damage. That's a cutter, belt high inside part of the plate, and he absolutely smoked at the left field. Rosarena didn't even move. Yeah, he really did. Three home runs of the night for the D-backs in a six Good stuff by uh, Longo padding the lead, and then um, in the third, or no, in the fourth, we have Catel Marte getting in the action with this homer. Meet Gosman, the former giant. Swing and a fly ball hit to deep right center field. Did he get enough? Warning track wall, pool area, and that's out of here. A home run for Marte, number 15. Four home runs off Taj Bradley tonight. And the Diamondbacks now have a 7-4 lead. Oh boy, Governor, you willed that one out of here. And it's become a nightly thing for him. So, um, another home run by Cattell Marte. Um, and another home run by the Diamondbacks. That's one, two, three, four homers for the for the Diamondbacks. Um, and those four homers scoring um three, four, five, six of the um eight runs the the Diamondbacks would end up with in the sixth, Perdomo hit a sack fly, uh, fly to center, and Moreno scores for that eighth run. Um, Perdomo, one for three, a run, an RBI. Cattell Marte, uh, one for three, two runs, the home run, and the RBI. Corbin Carroll, two for four, a run scored, a home run, and three RBIs. Christian Walker, a run scored, a home run, and the RBI. Gurliel, 0 for four. Longoria, two for three with two runs scored, a home run, and an RBI. Alec Thomas, 0 for four. Moreno, one for three, a run scored, and an RBI. And Jake McCarthy, one for four. Um, Diamondbacks, eight runs on nine hits in an era. And Tampa Bay, um, four runs on six hits also with an error. Bradley with the loss, Zach Gallon with the win. Um... So that's taking game one of this three-game set. Um, game two is uh, tomorrow, or well, not tomorrow, tonight. Sorry, uh, sometimes it slips, um, and it's going to be well, <laughs> the Zacks, um, um, Zach Effin or Ethan? I'm not sure. It's E F I N or it. So it's Effin or Ethan? I think it's Ethan. Uh, against Zach Davies, I don't know why he's even still here. I I really don't. Um, here's his ERA over the last seven days: um, thirteen point five zero. Um, just absolutely uh, terrible. Um, uh, and his WHIP. You want your WHIP to be, um, I think. Uh, one point one is is pretty good. 
1.15, okay. Um, but he, um, uh, and, and then anything under one or one and under is, is fantastic. He has a 1.82 whip. That's um, walks plus hits divided by innings pitch, which is basically how much traffic you allow on the bases. Um, Zach Davies is 1.82. Uh, one and lower is, is, you know, pretty pretty elite. Um, needless to say, Zach Davies is not at all elite. Let me see if I can get uh, when um, uh, Martinez will make his um, his debut. Um, I'm not sure. I can't remember if they're gonna if they brought him up as a reliever or maybe uh, uh, to have him start. But let's let's see what who they have for the third game. Diamondbacks is undecided, so it might be here um, on the um, so uh, tomorrow's game might be um, might be the young man. Um, but a fantastic win against the number one team in baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays, Diamondbacks, the still the number one team, um, in the division, not necessarily in, in the national league, but in the division, they're, they're still strong. In fact, um, still that two and a half and the three game lead against the Dodgers, um, where they stand in the National League, they are second, still behind Atlanta, four and a half games back from Atlanta. So, um, and then overall, they are still uh, fifth. So five in five games back from being the best team in the league. So not too bad. Um, half game behind, no one and a half behind Texas. Um. Well, actually, half game behind Texas, one full game behind um, the Orioles, um, and then uh, four and a half behind Atlanta, and five total behind these Tampa Bay Rays. Um, so to take the first game is definitely a big deal after that. Brutal road trip. Um, again, not not necessarily opponents, but you know the the trip itself. Um, you had uh, the the young man in not uh, Tommy Henry. That would be oh gosh, who was who pitched the other other night? I can't remember against that uh, Giants. The last game against the Giants. Um, but anyway, he went seven. So you give your bullpen bullpen a break and then, you know, game over, you have a whole day off. So the bullpen is really, really rested now. Um, Zach Gallon goes a six, which is not too bad. So didn't go too deep into your bullpen. Um, and unfortunately you might be one and one in this series because of Zach Davies. Again, I have no idea why he's, why he's still here. I really don't. Um, he's not now as bad as it is. He's not even good enough to be 
a fifth starter for this team. Maybe, maybe you know, fourth or fifth some for some other team, but not for this one. Um, and I hope they move on from him soon. Uh, speaking of, well, hold on. Before we move on, I, uh, here is uh, the last um, out for uh, the Diamondbacks. And, oh, I forgot more post-game stuff. Hold on. Um, but here's the last out. And a high pop-up behind the plate. Marino back as he got a play. Near the screen, and he's got it, and the Diamondbacks have got to win. Their 48th of the year, 24th home win. And they beat the Rays in the first game of this three-game set by a final score of 8-3 to three with the long ball. Well, you're burying the lead, Governor. You're 1-0 on TV this year. Nice going. So the Diamondbacks with a nice victory. It's good to hear the Governor on... Um calling the game on, on TV. I, absolutely. Uh, here is uh, some recap with uh, Bally Sports. All this is, by, by the way, sound credits, Bally Sports. Um, and then uh, for the Coyotes, Arizona Coyotes, it's from their YouTube page. But uh, here's more from Bally. Go ahead and break down that early offense because the D-backs came out ready to go. And it started with a three-run bomb by Corbin Carroll. Yeah, it was a homers, another fastball up in the zone that Corbin Carroll gets to an absolute missile to center wow. field. Yeah. I don't know what the stat cast put that on, but it was a quick one, and it was a long one. That's a three-run home run by Corbin Carroll, his 16th of the year. Very next batter, just squeaks, not as quite as impressive, but nonetheless, back-to-back uh, uh, -back homers there with Walker, and then Longo gets his in the third that we just talked to. He absolutely crushes this at the left field. Uh, that was nice and good to see, obviously, coming off of his former teammate, Cattell Marte, continues his barrage. He's killing the ball. That goes, uh, drops in the pull off the Chick-fil-A sign, I believe, and... Uh, yeah, that's the homers today and a lot of the offense there for the D-backs. Yeah, seven runs on four homers, wow. and that makes 95 total home runs for the Arizona Diamondbacks so far this season. 95 total home runs, something I didn't know, but now we, we both know. And so, uh, and I I can't remember if I shared this on the uh, Facebook page, um, but I will uh, share it, or I, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, but the Diamondbacks, the only team in baseball that hasn't been shut out, they've at least scored a run in every in every game. Um, so that that's that's fairly impressive. Um, but now we're moving on. Um, like the Diamondbacks need to move on from Zach Davies. We're moving on from the Diamondbacks, um, and we'll go. Uh, he just hear from uh, Bill Armstrong. Get into some Coyotes. Um, and that'll be up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Later on this uh, evening, uh, not only is the Diamondbacks playing in game two, but um, the Coyotes will be um, drafting. And uh, they have the sixth pick. Um, I have no idea where they're going. I don't, I couldn't even give you anything, but that's why we have Bill Armstrong. He, um, had, there was media availability and he, he talks about where the Coyotes are, what they're thinking. And I'm sure he's going to talk about, you know, the future as it pertains to 
Um, being in Arizona, I, I'm pretty certain that question comes up. Um, unless he says, I'm not going to talk about where we're going to be, then, then, you know, well, our weak media market is, you know, going to listen to that and not ask. Um, so there's that, but, uh, let's, let's listen into what Bill Armstrong has to, has to say about the Coyotes, um, first round six pick overall, uh, for tonight's draft. Awesome. Um, all right, everyone, we're now joined by Coyotes General Manager Bill Armstrong to discuss tomorrow's draft. If you have a question for Bill, please click on raise your hand and uh, keep your mutes on throughout the call. I'll start things off with Craig Morgan. Go ahead, Craig. Yeah, Bill, do you want to tell us which spellings you're talking about on those jerseys? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> all but right, you but... want to make sure, you want to triple check that. That's all I can say. You want to get off to the right start. That's what I can say. <laughs> all right. I just one day, one day before the draft. Now, uh, where are things with you, with the staff? How are you feeling going into this? Good. I mean, this is this is the point where you 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 just you know you're having discussions about your you know your your strategy um, going in, uh, perfecting it, talking to other teams, uh, and, and just figuring out all the different options of where you are uh, with the list. Um, so it's uh, it's one of those ones where it's. Um, uh, it's pretty intense here just because of all the meetings with the players um, and just finalizing that list and making sure everything's tidied up. How much do you believe the things you hear and read this time of year, especially this week? Um, well, a lot of teams say stuff to throw stuff off the trail, this and that. And some some teams in front, you know, they're, they're saying they're going to do this. And, you know, sometimes they're just trying to get your attention and trying to, you know, get extra picks uh, at the time. You know, I've, I've never been one to, to kind of play those games for the most part. I think if you just stick to drafting and know that draft board and know where everybody's supposed to go, I think that really your gut usually is 100% right um, about where guys are going. I've been doing this for 20 years, and um, we've got ways of reading the draft, and that that's usually pretty accurate. So, um, you know, you hear this guy's going to go here, this guy's going to go there. That's sometimes media driven, sometimes it's team driven. Uh, but what you see with your your eye, information you learn sits in your heart, and you're usually 100% right about where they're going to go. One more from first before we get to his one more, Bill. I'm, I'm sure you know this. You're a brilliant man. Um, obviously, you said you've been doing this for 20 years. Most things are not media driven. If they're media driven. They're being fed from somewhere, whether it's a team that's feeding this information, letting it uh, leaking information, or the um, soon-to-be drafted player and and their camp, their agent, is leaking this information. Hey, um, uh, I'm agent so-and-so uh, uh, for so-and-so and such-and-such such team and teams are thinking, you know, we're having conversations with the teams just want to, you know, you know, put that out there. Like, you know, yeah, there, there are some things that, you know, some speculation by media. Um, but again, a lot of that speculation, it, it um, especially if, you know, you do your job, you're get, still getting information from somewhere. You're not, you know, Every now and then, <laughs> excuse me, I don't know what that was. I was I, like, 
I was getting ready to cough or clear my throat and, uh, you know, lost my breath um, waiting for it and, you know, muted my mic and done so. But uh, anyway, every now and then, um, you know, someone in the media will throw something out and hopes it sticks or, you know, different scenarios. You know, scenarios kind of media driven, um, but they're, they're just, you know, they're just that. It's always, when I say always, probably 90% of the time it's from the team uh, or from the potential drafted player, like in their camp putting it out. So, you know, anyway, I mean, he's going to answer that way. You know, he's, he's, you know, but a lot of... A lot of sports, a lot of leagues, a lot of, you know, GMs, coaches, they you put things on the media that that's really not even the media's fault. It really, really absolutely isn't. They, you know, it's the media's job to get it out there and run with it. That's what they're going to do. Um, and, but, you know, you guys are the ones that, that leak this information. Uh, anyway, just had to say that that drives me nuts. Um but it happens all the time. Hey, Bill, before you uh, rate Patrick's hat, um, just curious if you have met with Matt Bay Mitchkoff, and if so, what your impressions of him might have been, general impressions. Um, nobody's seen him. He's a ghost, you know, so we have, we have not met with him at this point. You know, he is, uh, but you never know, you know. You never, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you never. That's top secret information, too, so I... Not quite sure if I could answer that completely. <laughs> All right, Bill. Thanks. All right, thank you. Thanks, Craig. Go next to Patrick Brown with Coyotes.com. Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking a little time. Um, just starting out, just a couple questions from me. Um, anything about this year's class that stands out to you? I know it's a really deep class, but just curious compared to previous drafts, if there's anything that stands out to you and your staff. Well, I, not, no, for the most part, it's um, – it's, I mean, the only difference is, is, you know, there's players in the draft that are, you know, slotted in, you know, and, 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 and nobody's really seen them live. So that's, that's probably uh, the one eerie thing about the draft, you know, um, they don't, uh, there's a lot of players that are floating around um, where, you know, you're, you know, they have 99% of all teams have not seen the kid play live. So that's, that's, um, uh, that's an interesting draft for sure. So I know you typically tend to go best available. We've talked about that, but I am curious, is there anything positionally that you're keeping your eyes open for or that you have a target on? Always listen at our end. We always look at best player. You know, that's, that's what we go. We take best player and we'll figure it out from there and uh, get too fo focused on positional. It's, it's not good. I think you got to take the best player in the draft and we've always kind of done it that way. And, you know, I've had the fortune of working the, with the blues for a long time and doing it that way. And, and I believe in that now you don't want to draft, you know, seven defensemen in one draft. So let's, let's be honest about that. There are some small details of positional uh, play that you want to make sure, you know, you don't uh, overfill the bucket with one too much of one. Last one for me, just curious beyond skill set. Uh, is there anything that you look for those intangibles either at your meetings earlier this week or, you know, at the combine that sets a player, sets a prospect apart. What do you and your staff look for um, ultimately making that final decision before walking to the mic? 
Well, the the biggest thing for us is we, you know, we we want players that that are going to come to our identity, you know, and play the Coyote way. Um, that's that's what we want. We want players never going to never going to roll over. They're not going to die. They're gonna they're gonna fight to win a championship. And that's um, we're trying to do everything in our power to change culture. And the one thing that changes culture, the right players, players that that can win you championships, that are impact players. So. For us, it's 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 all about the identity of the player, and uh, we want to be the hardest working, you know, team in the National Hockey League, and with with a ton of skill. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. We'll go next to Teresa Walker with Associated Press. Go. Ahead. Bill, hi. You mentioned maybe not taking seven defensemen, but any chance that a, the first defenseman on the, off the board gets by you uh, at set six? Yeah, you know that's that's a hard question for us to to answer with a smile, honestly. You know, um, uh, listen, we're, we've got our list. We're we're going to stick to our list. You you'll have to wait and see on that one. You know what what we're going to do. Um, but uh, we do have writ- written on the board uh, that our whole logo's been expect the unexpected. So you never know. And to follow up on that, how hard are teams trying to to push into that top ten? And how with the with the talent that is deep in this draft, how tough could it be to try to get into that top ten to make it happen? Well, it's, it's really hard to get in the top ten. Usually, that doesn't happen. It's very rare that you can get there if you're while you're on the outs because teams, you know, they see the talent level no matter what draft. I mean, that's makers are um so it's hard to get into that space. Um, but you know, there's always teams trying. They're making offers about it. Uh, for us, we're we're a team that you know want, wants to draft. Um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. If uh, if your guy's not there, if our guy's not there at at twelve, you know, see what the options are. Uh, but but for us, uh, we plan to draft at this point. We're excited about what's there. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. Go next to. So that's kind of you know code for um, we're more than likely not going to trade this pick um, because the. Talent is is huge in this draft, but we're listening. <laughs> that's that's what that is. Um, he said twelve. I I could have swore I saw somewhere that it's that it's six, but uh, well, apparently not. So, um, I, and I thought they had a better record than than you know pick number six, um, but either way, um, and so that's also code for if if they have twelve that they're not trading up more than likely to, you know, to get in the top 10. I think they're they're pretty comfortable for where they are. He's with the Arizona Republic. Go ahead, Jenna. Hi, how's it going? Um, good, how you doing? Good. How have the meetings gone just in general, and how have players been receptive to the vision that you've set before them? Um, the meetings have been good. I mean, it's... Um, I mean, we're it's full on meetings. We we've got two rooms here that just go back and forth between pro and amateur. So it's um it's a busy time for us. Um, but you know we we've tried to set the vision and what we've tried to accomplish. You know, uh, is is in stages. And you know we went through the stage where we we're taking on bad contracts and trying to create picks. Um, now we're we're at the stage where we're using those picks to draft, um, and we're also using the picks to. Uh, to make us better, whether it's acquiring players through those picks. So we're into the second phase now, um, and this is the phase where, you know, the pro staff is used a lot more. So the meeting is intense on both sides from not only drafting the players, 
but also uh, with the meetings and the trades um, and everything flurrying kind of around the draft. It's been an intense time. Thank you. Go next to Barry Bloom of Sportico. Go ahead, Barry. Uh, I think your mute's on, Barry. There you hey, go. Hey, Bill, how you doing? Good, Barry. How you doing? I'm doing great. So as you might imagine, I'm a little bit more interested in the financial aspect of the draft uh, for our publication. So a couple of questions for you. With 12 picks, what kind of budget do you have to sign everybody that you draft? Well, we have an unlimited budget in scouting, um, and we have an unlimited budget to sign the players. And w w when it comes to the draft, you look at the rookie caps and all this stuff, and a guy like Bedard, the max he can probably make is about $13.5 million. Does that even out the whole draft for everybody? Because no matter how much money you make in a particular market, you're 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 pretty much restricted to the same amount of money to pay. Well, it it, it I mean it's it's a great question um, because if you look at it a little bit deeper, if you were to pick number one in two years running and hit on both guys, the amount of money that they would make could change the the way that your structure is as a team. You know, because now you've got two guys going to make upwards of over fourteen million dollars very quickly. Um, where if you don't you know, when you're picking at three and, you know, six or eight or 10 or whatever you are, you might get, you might, your team might look more like the $6 million, $7 million, and it's not all going into one to two guys. So it does change, you know, the, the cap does change. And if you're hitting at your, uh, to get a superstar, it can change the way your team is built for sure. Um, so you, you have to have that in mind. Um, you know, one of the, you know, we talked about it after we lost the, the, you know, the, the rights to get Bedard in the draft and draft one, you know, the, the, the joke was, you know, was it a joke, but you know, they were talking about say, listen, maybe, maybe that helps us build a stronger team because you know, the money's more spread out now that I guess that was our positive way of looking at it. So. So at number six, you're not going to draft a guy who you're going to pay that kind of money to. Is there a slot for a six pick or is it pretty much what you can go the max if you want? Well, you, you could hit, you could hit a superstar there. I mean, that's what we're aiming for, um, you know, but, you know, you never know how the money gets spread out. You know, uh, most times you're drafting from six to, you know, 20, you don't, you don't hit the, the, the Connor McDavid's of the world, but uh, you never know. You never know. Hey, thanks. Good luck with Thank it. You. Thank you. Um, any other questions for Bill? I don't see any hands up. Last chance. Anyone else? All right. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Take care, Thanks, guys. Bill. Bye, Bye. Bye. Not a very long. Okay, so they do have six. They do have the sixth uh, um, pick. They have, and the NHL does this very strange. Like NBA and NFL draft, like they have their own page on espn or like uh their own section i guess um but the coyotes pick six um 12 and so they have two first round picks um then they pick number 38 in the second round um and then they pick number 70 in the third. 
Number 81 in the third. Um, number 88 in the third. That's six picks up to this point. Um, number 102 in the fourth. That's seven. Um, let's see. Um, 134 in the fifth, uh, that's, uh, eight. Um, another in the fifth, uh, 160, um, that's pick number nine. Um, 162 in the sixth. Uh, I know this is kind of, um, Boring. Um, they have. Looks like they have. I think that's it. If, unless I miss anything, they don't. So the, basically, they have one in every round, with the ex exception of uh, the seventh round and nine total picks. So. Uh, I, and I remember that, you know, when they were trading some guys away, they, they got, you know, and we talked about it um, during the season, during the trade deadline, you know, some of the picks they that they acquired from some of the trades. So, um, you know, wheeling and dealing just like um, um, just like uh, Monty Ossenfort. So... Uh, should be good. Um, I'll go over who they got. I have, again, no idea. Kyle, um, Kyle, not college and not Coyotes, but NHL um, it is, is probably my weakest uh, thing and and for, for some obvious reasons. But just wanted to give that out there. At least one pick in every round, except for the seventh. Um, and uh, nine picks total for the Coyotes. And they have two first-round picks, which uh, that's I think first round is just like the NFL. It's just day one. So they have uh, two uh, day one uh, picks. So that that's good stuff. Um here we go. There's the music. We're uh, that's everything I have. Um, pretty solid, pretty solid show. Yeah, it's time for me, and I'm getting my word words all jacked up here. Uh, so let let's wrap it up. Um, follow me on social media. A couple of different ways to do that. That's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. All of it. Very simple. Very easy at Big Sky Sports Talk. Um, so like and follow all those pages. Um, there'll be content. I'll have something uh, uh, tomorrow, just kind of, you know, given my thoughts and feelings about how jacked up I am for this Diamondbacks team um, winning this first game of the series. And it is only game one, but if they win the series, if they take uh, somehow, some way, take tomorrow or... Uh, game three that would be that'd be fantastic i mean against the best team in baseball absolutely fantastic 
Um, you can listen to the show all kinds of ways on Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, um, iHeartRadio, Amazon uh, Music, Stitcher, uh, and many others. We are available anywhere and everywhere you are for the most part. Um, we'll make it really easy for you to find us. Uh, you can email BigSkySportsTalk at gmail.com. And again, the Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Big Sky Sports Talk. Uh, please uh, subscribe to the whatever listening platform you like to use, Spotify, Apple, Google, Google whatever it is you like to listen to. Please uh, hit that bell notification and subscribe. That way you don't miss out. Um, because uh, instead of me telling you I didn't have a show yesterday, you didn't get a notification. And that means, hey, there was no show. You already know. Um, so, and, and it makes it easy to, to share the show uh, on social media and help me get the word out there. Tell your friends and family, your neighbors, your enemies. Um, and coming up soon, we'll have some introductory press conferences for Bradley Beal and uh, Tamani. So that'll be upcoming. Thanks.